Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we want to thank you today for joining us as we study the Word of God, and that you will take your time out to be with us and faithfully listen as we just share what God has put on our hearts. And today we're going to continue our studies on the basics, or back to basics, of grace and what God has apportioned to us, has laid out for us in abundance. And God's love, His mercy, His grace, and and uh, and I equate Christ with grace. For the scripture says, by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. And the greatest gift that God ever gave to mankind was the life of his son, and that he showed us the pattern of life that we should live, and then he fulfilled all that the law would require, and yet gave us a path to the Father if we would just believe on him. So, I'm going to give you two ways to reach us, if you so desire. First, by uh, mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Or by email at Pastor Eric 523, the number 523 at gmail.com. Again, Pastor Eric 523 at gmail.com. We're going to start today in the book of... Romans, Romans 10th chapter, a familiar uh, chapter, but we're going to start around the fourth verse. And again, we're talking about going back to basics or the basics of grace and what the Father has laid out for us and what we are just walking into because um, I was impressed upon my heart to just go into this as we look out and see in the, in the, uh, in many circles now where many of the, of the of many believers are they become weary. And the scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, but you will reap if you faint not. But we see many teachings now that we, you know, we saints have become, uh, for some, some by necessity, that they don't have a Bible believing or, or even can get up out of bed or, or work or whatever the case may be, that they are not able to go to church. But we must be careful what we eat and what we consume, because there are many who would seek to drive us back to performance religion. That religion that says that <clears throat> I got to do good to get good. In other words, it's by my works, it's by my, it's by what I accomplish, and not believing that the Spirit of grace and and the very Holy Spirit, that not only that God puts us into us as salvation, but He will baptize us in it if we would just receive it. But we, if we would just allow the Spirit, for Jesus said, "Not by power, nor by might, but by my Spirit," saith the Lord. It's by the spirit of the living God that resides on <clears throat> each and every believer. But again, it's he, if we would just allow that spirit of God as we consume the word and allow the word of God to have free course in us, we'll be changed from the inside out. That's the inside work that the father desires to work on us. Our spirit man, if you're a believer, your spirit man is perfect. It's the soul that must be converted. It's the soul that must receive the word and be uh, uh, change and have that metamorphosis that well, as the um, as the uh, butterfly goes through its many changes. It's just the simplest way I can put it to where you see it starts out as a larvae. Some people say a worm, but I've been told it's, and then heard it's not a worm, it's a larvae. It looks like a worm to many of us, but over time that larvae changes and, and it becomes a butterfly, butterfly in its cocoon on the inside. 
we don't see that inside work that's happening. And that's what God will do to and with the Lord by the spirit and by his word. For the Bible says again, we are clean. We are washed by the washing of the water of the word. It's the word of God. And again, uh, I'm already preaching him and I want to be going to the word is that don't count on the outer man to perfect the inner man. Yes, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Meaning what I believe, there should be a corresponding action to my belief. And as I receive Christ and, 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 and profess him as my savior, then my inner belief, my reading of the word, my meditating on what, who he is and what he reveals to me, it will, my inside change is going to be manifested on the outside. For the Bible said many in the last day going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I heal? Didn't I cast out devils in your name? Did I do all these many works? Jesus said, I don't know you because they didn't have an inside change. It's the inside man. And again, to go a little deeper, and we when we hear these teachings about how that we need to go back to holiness, go back to that hard gospel. Well, Jesus said it like this. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. What does that sound like to you? If it sounds like an easy burden or a light burden, rather, it means that if I'll just trust him, let him carry the weight. What I should do and what we do as believers is believe and receive. And how do we walk that out? The Bible says in Colossians, I'm getting ahead of myself, in Colossians 2, 6, it says it like this. As the as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in him. How did we, if you go back to the very basic of your salvation and you heard the gospel message or you, wherever you heard it from, and you, in your heart, you lifted your hands and you opened your mouth and you said the prayers of how that we believe that Christ is our Savior, how he rose from the dead. He lived a sinful life, but more because of, but not only that, he died for us and his blood washes and makes us clean. And because we believe in him, we are now part of the family of God. So how did we do? What did we do? We didn't work that out. We didn't go pay uh, uh, a ransom to get ourselves out of sin. Jesus paid the ransom. We just believe in what he did. And that's how we are changed. We, we believe that if you're bound with, with, with whatever addiction from pain pills to whatever the thing may be, you know, if you're uh, addicted to porn, you're addicted to uh, uh, sex, you're addicted to food, no matter what the addiction is, Jesus has, the, has already freed us from it. So what do we do? Lord, I believe that as the scripture says, that by your stripes I was healed in 1 Peter 2.24. If he's already healed me, then I speak to this thing that's before me. I have victory over you. You were defeated on the cross. Therefore, I walk in faith. I speak to that mountain, as Mark 11.23 says. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. But not only must I speak it, then I believe that God has given me power. He's given me power that if I'm on the young lady I'm a, and you got to work at, walk from your car to uh, from your workplace to your car and you working a night shift because this is where you find yourself in life. You don't stop working. You pray and say, Father, this is what you provided for me. I'm providing for my kids. I'm providing for my family. I'm providing for myself. And this is where I got to start. 
Well, we can't allow fear to make us quit the job. And now you have nothing. We can't allow fear to make us not go to work because people want some would, would ridicule you for your Christian walk. You people, uh, our young, many of our young people now are, are criticizing, ostracized, ostracized, being, being called out and being um, uh, 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 ridiculed or being persecuted because they said, you know what? I'm walking a Christian life. No, I'm not having uh, sex until I get married or what I used to do. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm abstained and I'm going to wait till my husband or my wife come. You say that now and I'm not telling you to say it, but I'm, what I am saying is, but that's your personal business. But if you are asking God speaks to you to speak it, say, look, no, I'm a Christian. And that's not the walk of a Christian. We don't. Christ has uh, has has spoken to me that I should ab obtain abstain from uh, abstain from from sex outside of marriage. So that's what I'm going to do. But see, we do that and we have strength to do that because we have him. He says, by my spirit, not by power. No, it's not by your physical force and me uh, uh, speaking words over you and say, you don't do this. God's going to send you to hell. I'm going to pray you that you go there, that, 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 that this cancer come on you. I'm going to pray that God. No, that's not God. Scripture says, how are men one to Christ? He said, they're one by the goodness of God. By God seeing that from by man seeing how God changed your life. You know what? If God did it for her, he'll do it for me. If God did it for him, I remember what he was. He was in the crack house just like I was. She, she was strung out like I was. You know, we were uh, uh, shoplifting and doing this thing just like they were doing it like me. Now God has given them a new life. He's encouraging them. They have a, they're saved now. They have a job. They're in college. They graduated college. They have a degree. They have a family. If God has done it for them, he can do it for me. How did they do it? I trusted in Jesus. I trusted in my Lord. And I walked with him, not because I'm perfect, not because I do everything right, but I trust in him that whatever I'm doing, if I'm not walking by faith, he reveals it to me. He corrects me. He sends a word. He speaks to me through the Holy Spirit. And I just receive it and say, yes, Lord, I trust you. So uh, Colossians 2, 6 says, as you received him, so walk in him. In other words, continue, continue believing in him. Continue believing that by faith, God has delivered me. By faith, God has saved me. By faith, I received the Holy Spirit. And see, many today, they believe still that, you know, we got to tarry like the saints did on the day of Pentecost. That was for that day. Now, you speak. Remember, Bible readers, you do read it in the book of uh, a book of Acts. When Paul went and preached at Centurion House, all of those men went after Paul as Paul was. I'm sorry, as Peter was preaching at the Centurion's house, they the Holy Spirit came on them. He didn't lay hands on them. They just received. That's the same thing we do. We receive by faith. We receive the most magnificent power that God could give us. He, by love, God has extended his hand to us and said, I desire to come, as Jesus said, and sup with you. I will come and dwell with you. I will come and fellowship with you. So he says in the seventh verse, be rooted and built up in him. That's how I'm encouraged. That's how I'm built up by, by becoming rooted 
I begin to read the word, meditate in the word, stand on what God has said, speak to those things that are not as though they were. And then I am established in the faith because as I, if I can pray for God for a headache, I can pray about a toothache. I can pray for someone who's got, uh, who may have uh, uh, cancer. I can pray for someone who may have gotten a bad diagnosis and God delivered them because I'm now rooted as I see God, as I go from faith to faith. See, God doesn't start us out and you don't take us from, uh, 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 from, from zero to a thousand. As I said many times, you go from a zero to a thousand, that's a crash waiting to happen. But if you, as an airplane, if you've ever been, ever flown in a flight, in a flight before, at that plane, I don't care if it's a jumbo jet or it's a, uh, uh, just a, a monoplane, just one engine, that engine got to be revved up and the pilot will, will, will push the thrusters forward and take his foot off the brake and that plane will begin to roll down the fat, roll down the, uh, uh, roll down the, the pathway, roll down the lane, roll down the airstrip and it gets faster and faster and then thrust and lift brings that plane up. And it becomes to elevate and go higher and higher. And it goes faster and faster from 80 to 100 to uh, 150, 200. Faster and faster as it rises up. That plane doesn't go from zero to 500 miles an hour in 10. No, that would, that would be so much stress on your body, you couldn't take it. But what it does is it goes higher and higher. And that's what scripture tells us. That God has taken us higher and higher as we become rooted built up and established in the faith. And so as we do this, and when we see things on television, when we hear things that, 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 you know, that are disturbing. And if you remember scripture, how the Jesus said in the last days that men will become hardened. They will become, he said, be not weary and well-doing for you will reap if you faint not. There's, just think about it, that. And what we hear on the television every day are mass shootings of people just going in and just shooting up supermarkets, going to the post office, going to the hospital, going to their places of work, going to schools and shooting babies. And there, and we become so hard-hearted, you know, just another one. I can't take it anymore. But yet, we, and then it, it comes more than about the babies that are dying. It just, it just happens so frequently. It just happens so frequently. Fires and all across the uh, across the west, and we have floods in the middle. In 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 the, in the in no water in the west. There's flooding in the south and, and and mid 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 part of the country. Heat waves that going to 100 and 110 and 15 uh, degrees. There's so many things that are people's hearts are becoming hardened. But if we would just be established in the faith, as Colossians two seven says, as you have been taught, abound therein with thanksgiving. It's the simplicity of the gospel. That's what Jesus has given to us as he gave the apostles to make it so simple that a fool would not hear. He said, build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's in Jude, around verses 19 and 20. He said, that's what the apostles said. He said, if you want to be built up, if you feel yourself weak in faith, then what do you do? One of the things you do, you pray in the spirit. That's how we are built up. That's how we are uh, uh, taken from level to level. You know, when we're, you're faced with things and you can't find, the scripture says in, uh, in the book of James, that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and upbraideth not. Well, there are times when, you know, you can't figure things out. You who are filled with the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in tongues. 
The Bible says your, 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 your fleshly man may not be edified, but your spirit is edified. And God will give you wisdom and knowledge about what you are praying about. He will give you that, but you got to do it by faith. To the natural man, me praying in tongues, me bunch of gibberish, what is that fool doing? What is he doing? Y'all need to get him checked out. You need to get her checked out. But no, you can just pray in tongue on your breath while you're at work or while you're driving in the car or where you're just sitting and just pray and talk to God. Say, Father, you said in your word that you will give me the wisdom if I ask you. So I'm just going to pray in tongues, building myself up in faith because I'm going to receive what you have already done in my life. It's already done. So keep going as we go to Ossia 2.8. He says, beware. Lest any man spoil you how? Through philosophy and vain deceit. What is vanity? Vanity is things that are of no use and of no count. To the New Testament believer, and I say this again with all reverence to the law and what the law did. The law in his, in his, ten, in his uh, first ten was written upon uh, that tablet that God gave to Moses. And then Moses, uh, after he destroyed them, went back up the hill for another 40 days. And God gave it to him. And the law is perfect. The Ten Commandments are perfect. There's nothing wrong with them. However, what the law did was it revealed sin to us. It did not give us a remedy. Yes, as you read the rest of the laws that uh, Moses gave, how that there had to be sacrifices, there had to be bloodshed. All these things were done year by year, month by month, day by day for the sins of the people. But it did not give them deliverance. It just was a covering for them. And even when the, on the uh, Day of Atonement, when the priest went in and he offered the sacrifice for, for blood for all, the whole nation, it was there just for that day. And they were happy when he came out. Meaning that God has smiled on them and they accepted their sacrifice. But yet, next year had to be done the same thing. Next year, offering had to be done. But what did the Bible say about Jesus? He was offered one. That Christ dieth once and dieth no more. Why? Because he was the perfect sacrifice. He was, he was sacrificed once. He lived on this earth once. He died. He will not come back again and die. He does not need to. Because as we, as believers, as we receive him, we now, are, our spirit man is perfect. It's holy. He's as right, the Bible says over in the book of John. I believe around John 1, uh, John, 1 John 2, 17. It says, as he is, so are we in this life. How can that be? And you see, you still got the same, you pinch yourself, same skin. You know, you're the same, look in the mirror, you're the same person you were an hour ago or five minutes ago. Same, look like the same person. So what changed? Your spirit man changed. He's the one that is like Jesus today. Your spirit man. Remember what he said in, in, in Corinthians, what he says uh, in 517, that old things have passed away, behold, all have become new. That old, that old thing that passed away was your old sinful spirit. He's the one that's gone. And he gave, God gave us a new spirit. God didn't give us a sinful spirit, an imperfect spirit, because God is perfect. He gave us the spirit of, uh, uh, a spirit within us, rather. He gave us himself. He created 
a new spirit that would dwell in us. So now that he can speak to us through the spirit and we can receive what he has said and we can be in agreement with him because we follow him by peace. Because we, as we have received him by faith, we can walk by faith. And we go on in the eighth verse, it says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the traditions of men. That's where many would like to take us back. Where there's wars in the churches where I believe in this type of, uh, we have this faith and you can't wear this and you can't wear that. Well, you can't go here and you can't go there. Well, you got to do this and you got to do that. You know, just to, to be saved. And, you know, we don't believe in that speaking in tongues. Well, you know, we do believe in it. All of these things the enemy has given the church to divide us. And traditions have separated us. But there's only one heaven. And no matter what your denomination is, if you are a believer in Christ and received him as Lord and the Savior, we all go into the same place. You go, the tongue talkers going to be there with the with those who only did not believe in the tongue talkers. Those who believed in uh, 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 laying on of hands going to be there with those who did not believe in the laying, laying on of hands. What will join us all is Jesus Christ and our faith in him. He said, don't be deceived at the traditions of men, at the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. And all of the things that with the inner workings of the world, how we see how that men go, uh, uh, be promoted now. Some feel like, you know, well, if I do this with the boss and I become good buddies with the boss and I do what they do, no matter what, whether it's right or wrong, I'm going to do it because that's going to get me in. But for a believer, our promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. It comes from on high. God said, he, I'll lift up one and put down another. He has already promoted us. In the spirit, as Peter says, he's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. All things are yours. And all things have been established by Christ in us, the hope of glory. This is the simple gospel. And he goes on to say in that 10th verse, he says, and ye are complete. I'm sorry, let me back up, back up to the nine. It says in the ninth verse, it says, for in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And just think about it. As Jesus came, he, he lived, he, he exemplified the love of God. He exemplified all that God is and all that God would want to do in us. He says, when he left us, he says, I give you power over all the powers of the enemy. Over anything that Satan may bring against you. That's why scripture says. Isaiah prophesies. And he, as he did in 54, 54. I believe he spoke and said. No weapon that formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against thee. You shall condemn. We are the bold. At, as, uh, as, the, as, the, as the writer said in Proverbs 28. He said the righteous are bold as a lion. We have to let the boldness, which is in you. Some people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shy. I'm not going to speak up. Satan's going to run over you and I'll flatten you like a pancake. If you don't open your mouth and speak. If you open your mouth to declare Christ, you can open your mouth and declare your healing. You can declare your deliverance. You can declare your prosperity. You can declare all of these things. You can speak uh, prosperity over your children. You can speak protection over your grandchildren. You can speak uh, uh, the wholeness of your marriage. No, you can't make anybody do anything. But you can pray and ask God. Say, Lord, you gave me this promise. 
that the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the believing wife. Father, as much as we can live peaceably in this house, and he lives peaceably with me, I pray that my husband, Lord, now is filled with not only that we are married, that love flows in this house, Lord God, but we are one, not only in flesh, but we are one in Christ and we walk together with you. And Lord, I declare he goes to church with me. I declare, Lord God, we walk by faith. I declare that he's a man of God and I'm going to love him like he's a man of God. I'm going to love her like she's a woman of God. I'm going to walk with her and speak to her and lift her. All these things come because we are filled with the love of God. We have God's grace on the inside of us. But we have to speak it out. These are just simple things. These are the basics of, 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 of Christian faith is that we speak our faith. We got to speak it. If the preacher didn't speak it, the Bible says uh, in, in the latter part of the 10th chapter of, of uh, let me go there. Let me go to the book of Romans. It's Romans, I think around 17, 18. Let me get there. Uh, I think it's around this. I'm going to read from, I'm sorry, Romans 10, 17 says, though then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But they said, but how have they not heard? How have they not heard? Yes, very the sound went out into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. Um, let me back up just a little bit. And, but it goes, um, sorry, 14 verse where it would have been. He said, how should they call on him whom they have not believed? How should they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? God needs somebody. And you say, well, I'm not a preacher. Oh, yes, you are. If you are a believer, we graduate to become a disciple. Whether you have minister or bishop or, or whatever, deacon or a greeter or member, everybody in the body of Christ should be a disciple or someone that just, that just pronounces and declares the word of God. No, you don't need a pulpit. You don't need to browbeat anyone about how they're going to hell and how they're lost. But we are to just speak the word. Here he's talking about a preacher. But all of us can testify. Your testimony is the most powerful thing that you have. Because it tells those who don't not know you of what God has done. And it testifies to those who do know you and say, yes. I can testify of the life that she lived. I can testify of the life that he lived. And now I see a discernible chain that something has happened in their lives. Something has taken place. And now they are filled with the Holy Spirit. They are walking in grace. They are walking in love. The man I used to know, the man that hung out on the corner with us, the young, the brother that, you know, that, that, that chased the women. We did the same thing. We went to the same bars. We went to... You know, we did what we whatever we were big and bad enough to do. But this brother now, he's changed. He's he has a family now. She has a family now. And not only that, they're doing the, the good that's been taught to them and the things that they speak, they live. That's what God was going to that's that's igniting this revival. Those who have a mind and those who, who, who are tired, there are many who are tired and weary of all the things they see going on in the world and they're looking for the answer. Yes, there are many going to look at other religions. They're going to look to Islam. They're going to look to this and that and all these other things. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ is the answer. He is the only answer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
If any man will come unto the Father, no man rather cometh unto the Father except by me. Jesus said it's a one-way street. If you come into God, I'm the entryway. I'm the password. I am, I am uh, uh, whatever you need to get in. If you don't come through me, you can't come. He said, if any man come up any other way, the same as a thief and a liar. What is he saying? Yes, there are other religions. Yes, there are other people believe in other gods. Some have molten gods that men built. Some have wooden gods. Some have stone gods. Some make gods of themselves. But Jesus says, I am the way. The very basics of Christianity is that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He is and was born of a virgin birth. There are many now that say, well, you know, well, what, does, what difference does it make if he wasn't born of a virgin? What difference does it make if, if he was born, if, if Joseph really was the father and Jesus, you know, they got married. That makes Jesus a liar. That makes the whole scripture. If one thing that Jesus said was not true, then all of it is not true. God, he said over, as I've quoted many times, he says, I'll magnify my word above my name. Meaning, God said, what I say is greater than, 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 than what you call me. Because all is based on his word. The very world was established by the word of God. He established it. So, if you can prove that God lied, then everything he said is a lie. If he lied in one part, he lied in all parts. Because he's holy. He's all that's right. He's all that's love. He's all that's good. God is good. And so again, I sort of, <clears throat> we led a different way today, but I believe this is where I, I needed to be in Colossians, that as we hear these words, as Colossians 2.10 says, and ye are complete. We are complete in Christ. Yes, your job is in Christ. Your marriage is in Christ. Your friendships are in Christ. Everything, if we would just trust in him, is simply agreeing with what he said. It's us having faith that what Jesus said and seeking it out and said, Lord, how does it apply to me? And how can I, how can I make this real in my life? How can I make healing real in my life? How can I make prosperity real in my life? And yes, prosperity is everything. It's not only money, it's relationships, it's, it's, it's health. What good is having a million dollars and you are not uh, able to spend it? You're not able to enjoy it. You can't freely give it to those who, you get to spend it all in doctor bills and you spend it all in divorce court. You spend it all in because of bad debt. It's prosperity in all things. And no, I'm not, a, I'm not one of them people that say, oh, everybody's going to be a billionaire and everybody's going to have this and that. Yeah, somebody in the body of Christ is going to be a billionaire. And there are. There are those in the body of Christ who are billionaires, who are millionaires. Praise God for them. But you know what? If you have peace and contentment and knowing that God is with you and knowing that he's my provider. No, I may not have that liquid, but whatever I need, God is able to provide. Again, we started out today on preaching and, and talking about this teaching on the basics or going back to the basics of, of, of our faith in Christ, knowing that grace is Jesus Christ. Grace is what we need. And I believe that no matter where you find yourself, no matter what position that you are in today, 
Jesus has your answer. Why don't you answer the call that he has for you? Father, we pray for those who might be listening, Lord. We pray for those, oh, Father, who, who are frequent joiners, oh, God, who hear this word, Lord. I pray that you, their, their faith and their heart will be encouraged, Lord. I pray, Father, that the gifts and calling that are within them, Lord, that they would rise and go to the very next level. I pray, my Father, that their heart will be lifted. I pray for a special blessing for them, Lord. May it be a financial. Their health, oh God, will spring forth speedily, Lord. That there will be raises and increases, Lord, upon their jobs, oh Lord. And that they, oh Lord, will wake up with a smile on their face. I pray, Lord, that the joy of the Lord, which is their strength, will spring forth in them. Will put a pep in their step. And there will be noticeable peace that will overcome them. I pray for those who are lost today and desire to know you. I pray, Lord, they will pray the simple prayer. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. You shed your blood for me and you have made it available so that I could be saved. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you rose on the third day and I believe, oh Lord, you gave all so that I could be saved. Lord, thank you that you've forgiven me. I receive your salvation today. I believe, O oh Lord, that I am a part of the family of God. I thank you and I praise you. And I pray, if you prayed this prayer, that you will go to a Bible-believing church. Ask God. He's a loving God. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled and begin to study your word. Begin to read the book of John and, and the Acts and continue through the end of the uh, New Testament. And as you read, let God just overshadow you with his love and welcome to the family of God. Father, thank you for all those who listen to us today. I pray, God, that their journey in grace will be accompanied by their faith in you and in your son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord Jesus. Amen.